Hey there. Happy Easter. Well, it was yesterday. I hope you had a beautiful weekend. It was a resurrection weekend. He is risen. So much to celebrate. It was a little bit different, obviously, this year coming out of a pandemic. We went to church. We wore our masks. Half my family is gone on a uh, family, individual family vacations right now. So, you know, it's just like a little different all around, but so much to be thankful for. The topic for today is learning how to not make yourself small, you know, not dimming your light. And so many people feel like they have to dim themselves. They have to dim their light. They have to make themselves small so that other people don't feel uncomfortable. And I think that this really comes from this underlying people-pleasing You know, we were socialized at a certain point. I think especially as women, we feel this probably a little bit more innately in our being that we were socialized to really believe that if we were helping and if we were of service to someone else and we were helping them, then we would be loved and we would be accepted and we would fit in. And that was kind of our role in our job was to play nice and um, be helpful. And I think sometimes, unfortunately, we believe in those early years that lie of it's what we do. That's how we're loved. That's how we're accepted. That's where our identity is. And we get this idea that if we're not serving someone else or doing what someone else deems acceptable for our lives, for our future, for our career, the people that we pick to be friends of ours, maybe our spouse that we pick or someone that we're dating, that we're not reaching someone else's expectations. We are so afraid to do things that we want and we get so used to doing what everyone wants us to do or what everyone expects of us that we lose sight of really who we are and what's important to us and our own individuality and what we feel like we've been called to do. So these people-pleasing tendencies start to pop up later in life. And I find that these pop up in many different arenas. They pop up in friendships that we're trying to cultivate, in jobs that we are pursuing, and in competitive environments. Maybe you've even seen it yourself in success. You know, maybe you are someone in your family who has already gone beyond the level of success that most people would have made it to. Maybe you're one of the first people in your family to get a college education or Maybe you're the first person in your family or the only person in your family that is at the financial place where you can make choices that maybe others cannot. And there's many different factors, as we know, for that. But maybe you see success almost as something that you are afraid of and you don't even know it because you're so used to people pleasing that you feel like success. You know, we have this primal part of our brain that wants to fit in. You know, we don't want to be alone. The problem is, is if we live our life in accordance to other people's plans, It keeps us from building a life that we really love. You know, your gifts look different than anyone else's. So many people as they get older and they're on their deathbed, some of their biggest regrets are that they never did things that they wanted to do because they didn't feel like it was acceptable by their peers or their family, their parents. So let's talk about creating an environment with intentionality built on a foundation of building your own confidence so that you can thrive and have a life that not only you love, but you feel a massive amount of fulfillment and joy because you know that you went out and chose who was going to be a part of that, 
what you were going to allow, and who was going to be there to celebrate it. Your life and how you choose to live it is a testimony for other people on what is possible. Your job is not to be likable. Your job is to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And by doing that, you will attract the people that love that individuality and that authenticity and that confidence that you have, and they will be drawn to it like a moth to a flame. And is that what we want? Because why do we all want to be the same anyway? Like, what is that all about? Like, let's talk about some of the ways that we do this. So number one is not expecting that every person in your life is going to do everything that you expect them to do and be everything for you. I think this is huge. You know that you won't be able to go to all the same people for the same things. Maybe you grew up without a mother or without a father, but when we focus on the loss or what we feel like we didn't have, it only expands in our hurt. Part of our maturing as human beings is coming to terms with the fact that we all have losses of some sort. We all have totally different backgrounds and experiences, and we have to trust that God has put people in our life that will help ease the pain of that and that will be those mentors and people that help us go through those transition times and to lean on and to talk to and to seek advice from. You've got to select those mentors and dig into those relationships. It would be silly to go to the same person for all of your business advice, your workout advice. It also doesn't really make sense to like go to someone who's never actually ran a successful business and ask them if that's what you should do. It also isn't wise to ask somebody whose life you would not love advice on what bold risks you should be taking. So why are we so surprised when we're sharing our big dreams and our big aspirations with people and then we feel uncomfortable like we're made to feel smaller? We should feel small because we don't want them to be uncomfortable with our big dreams and our big thinking. We're supposed to be the light bringers. You can be a world shifter, a game changer, and you've got to challenge yourself to break that open and to let it expand within you. Don't play small with your life. You have one heartbeat and you'll know who those people are that you are supposed to be sharing things with. God will entrust you into the lives of people that are supposed to be mentors and mothers and sisters and fathers. It does not have to be that biological position. And the more time that you waste looking into the lack of what you don't have or how you were slighted or you got the shorter end of the stick, the more that you miss out on the people that he has entrusted to be in your space. Those people are your tribe. You can't change the people in your life, but you can change the people in your life. So we've got to start getting really intentional you know, if you are expecting one person to fill all these roles for you, that is such an insane expectation and a lot of pressure to put on someone and one person. You have to realize that not everyone is going to clap for you. You got to learn to clap for yourself. You got to ask yourself, am I looking at the people in my life that are closest to me and am I expecting unrealistic things from them? Am I putting so much stock in what they say, in the compliments that they give me, in the negative critiques maybe, or maybe not even negative, but just critiques in general? Am I putting so much stock in those things that I'm making myself small so that others feel comfortable? You know, you can get too connected to people's compliments and people's critiques, and you've got to look within and say, how am I to self-soothe and bounce back quickly 
when I'm so overly affected by what my mom says or what my best friend says or somebody who doesn't believe in maybe a path or something that I feel hopeful and excited about. You've got to know who your people are. Who are you going to? You go to somebody different for your fitness goals as you do for your side hustle in your business. When you want to share and be encouraged, you know who those people are that you can go to. But why do we constantly put ourselves in situations where we go to the wrong people and then we're surprised by the outcome? If you are making great strides and changes and even those small steps to change your life and the people that you are surrounding yourself with are not celebrating for you and with you, you might just have to find a new circle. We've got to celebrate those small victories. All the work that matters to get there, those repeated unseen battles, we fight so many things to get to where we want to be and every day we can get closer. Not being at the end of the goal doesn't discount how impressive or important your achievements and your milestones are. It doesn't matter if you still have so long to go and so much work to do or if it's taking you longer or maybe you've relapsed or maybe you've backtracked. Progress are those little tiny steps. It's moving the needle forward. Even if you're not there yet, you deserve to acknowledge how far you've come. You deserve to acknowledge that strength and resiliency and courage and drive that it has taken you to get as far as you've gotten. You've got to dig into those things. you got to ask, am I doing the best that I can and am I making small changes to start to increase my pace? That's worth something. No matter where you're at in this progress, And how far you come, and you may have a long ways to go in your end goals, but you're worth something. You got to internally feel proud of yourself and realize that it's not the basis of other people. I very specifically set a lot of boundaries in this past year and a half. And one of the things I'm the proudest to say at this point that I couldn't say before is that not everybody has access to me. There was a time in my life when everyone had access to me. Too many people had access to me. And I would be surprised and shocked that I would get hurt by people. But then when I took a step back in 2020, I always am so quick when I want to point a finger in one direction, I'm so quick to point it back at myself and say, what can I own in this situation? And what I realized was I was allowing people's choices or opinions and my lack of boundaries to put me in a place where I was unhappy with who I was and what I was doing. And I no longer do that because I want peace more than attention. I'm going to say that again. Not everyone has access to me because I want peace more than attention. You can't just continue to go through your life self-sabotaging. And letting yourself play small. There's too much to lose. You've got to forge ahead and make those small daily changes. It's not serving anyone when you're going out there completely consumed by how your actions are going to line up with other people's thoughts or opinions about you. God did not call you to be small. God did not call you to be silent. God called you to be bold, strong, and courageous. We've got to trash this idea that it's the worst thing in the world if someone doesn't like us or doesn't agree with our plan. If we've been called to it, he will bring us through it. And when people come in and they make those comments about how it's a backhanded or passive aggressive comment about how you're successful and you're doing things and it's in an attempt to make you feel worse because they want to pull you into a position that maybe they're in, maybe they're stuck or they don't feel confident about themselves, reject it because you are chosen and appointed to bear fruit. 
God has not called you to play small. The reason why we feel this lack and this emptiness is one, because we may not know him. And two, we know deep down that he's called us to something bigger and we're too afraid to step into it. We're not willing to surrender to his plans because we're too busy trying to take control of the reins and say, no, I've got this part of my life. I'll take care of this. We don't trust. And there's a lot of danger in not only not trusting, but in dimming our light. You may think that you're not smart enough, that you're too old, that you're too young, that you don't have enough experience, that people will criticize, judge, or try to condemn you. But that's why you should take courage because your journey is completely different than anyone else's. And when people come to criticize or taunt or mock you, you have to realize and just pray for them and know that they are not in a healthy place themselves. You go to the Lord, you ask for conviction. Where do I have to own it in this situation? He's the only one that can convict you. But realizing that there's so much brokenness that people live in silently struggling and they lash out at you trying to make you shrivel up and live your life small. So I want to leave you with a thought today. Don't let anybody treat you like free salsa. You are guac, baby girl. Guac. You will be too much for some people. And you've probably heard it before, but those are not your people. Don't question yourself. Just because someone doesn't get you, love or appreciate you, their opinions say nothing about your value. Get back up again and don't let those situations harden your heart. Allow those people to come into your life that will either grow with you or you'll outgrow them. I think one of the hardest things right now is people have so many avenues of using their words to tear down others. So I want you to be one of those people that builds someone up. Put their insecurities to sleep. Remind them they're worthy and be that light because we already have enough people that are using platforms and opportunities to tear people down. Stealing someone else's light won't do much for you either. It's not going to lead your way. So ignite your own light and find your own purpose and your own healing. Only then will you finally believe that there's still time for you to be all that you want to be and all that God has called you to. Have a great week.